gonna start the podcast. We're gonna start the podcast. Let's start the podcast right fucking now. <laughs> hey everybody, it is me. With me, as always, are the dogs. I got Wean Dog over there sleeping. Uh, Sadie Dog is upstairs uh, sleeping on my bed, more than likely. Maybe she's taking a dump in the spare room. <laughs> it seems to be becoming a, a regular thing with her now. I gotta, I gotta beat that out of her. What's the best way to beat your dog? <laughs> Do you have any tips? <laughs> uh, an orange and a sock. Rubber hose. What's the best way to, to beat your fucking dog? I'm not beating my dog, everybody. Just so don't get your panties in a bunch. Oh my God, Stu's beating his dog. I am not beating my dog. I think about it. <laughs> but I don't beat my dog. Uh, but hey, everybody. It is a Thursday. The day of Thor. February 10th, 2020. Dose. How are you doing? How's your day been? Is it a good day? Has it been a good day so far? I gotta say it like that. Because I, I gotta do my podcast in the morning. In the morning, my life has changed. Over the past week, I now have a job that's a second shift job. And I discovered... Uh, Monday, uh, well, Tuesday night when I was doing the Patreon, or should have done the Patreon, I got home around midnight, and I was just too fucking tired. There was no goddamn way. So uh, I quickly realized I have to adjust, and instead of doing the podcast after work, I got to do the podcast before work. So I start my job at 2, dose o'clock, and uh, work until like about 10, 30, 11. And uh, I'm not going to lie, not a fan. So far, not a fan. I don't like getting out of work and everything is closed. You know, unless you got something that's 24-7. But everything's closed or uh, it's going to be closing soon. It's dark out, you know. People are in bed. They got to get up early the next day or whatever. And I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out. And a prime example, number one already, that concert I was supposed to see back in November, I think, the Glorious Sons, I was supposed to see them. The show got canceled because of COVID and not enough motherfuckers were getting their vaccination. Get your vaccination, everybody. Goddamn. Right about now, fuck. You should have had it. Get it. Nothing's going to happen to you by getting it. You don't grow an extra tail. Your balls don't fall off. Um, you'll be fine. So if you haven't gotten it, get it. But so they canceled it and they were going to reschedule it. I'm like, okay, <coughs> reschedule it. And they did. They rescheduled it. But it's a Tuesday, Tuesday, April 26th, a Tuesday night. So uh, I'm fucked. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to go because the show I'm sure starts at like eight o'clock, seven, eight o'clock. Hell, even if it was late, started at nine. I don't get out till like eleven. 
I'm going to miss most of the show. So, uh, you know, I got my refund uh, of the money that I spent. But to be perfectly honest, I would rather have gone to the show. to see. I haven't seen a concert in forever and uh, it would have been nice. But, you know, you know that's just how it is. The second job, uh, the second shift thing is for the birds. But whatever. Getting used to it. Uh, I can't, I'm not really going to tell you what it is. Um, I've talked about it more on the Patreon. The The reason is um, there's a weird level of security to it. Um, everybody I work with carries guns. <laughs> and I was asked if I would get a gun and I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to get, I, I didn't say it like that. I was like, no. I'm like, fuck no, I don't want to. I don't have to carry a gun, so I don't want a gun. I don't need a gun. I've talked about guns numerous times on this podcast. I'm not a fan. Um, if we could get rid of guns completely, uh, I would I would vote for it. But I know that's not a thing. Americans love their guns. Americans love holding another cock in their hand. <laughs> so I know it's never going away. Gonna go away. So if you like your guns fucking have at it i guess i me i don't i don't like guns i'm not gonna own a gun what are, what are you gonna do um it's very uh it's very it's a physical job and uh, the worst part like i don't mind the physical job god i've had so many physical jobs over my life it's not it's not a fucking big deal i can handle it the problem is, though, I'm just standing on goddamn concrete the entire time. There really isn't much wandering around. You're not moving a ton. Of, like, I'm not doing factory work or anything like that. But it's, uh, it's uh, you know, I'm, so I'm not stationary. So I'm moving, like, from a room to another room. There's a high-low. They're going to have to teach me how to drive the high-low. It's pretty simple. So uh, I should get it. Um, so there we go. That's the job, everybody. I got two coworkers who, uh, if I had children, could be my children. <laughs> I find it funny. And uh, both of them, the most experienced of the three of us, has six months on the job. Now that, tell, that should tell you a whole lot right there, everybody. It should tell you a whole lot. Like, why is the person with the most experience only been here six months? Uh, I don't really know. I know a lot of people who are in other parts of the company have said they would never want to work where I work because of the demanding aspects of the job. And I get that. The problem that I hear from the other people is that they're often working 12 plus hours a day. And uh, so that, I mean, that seems just as uncomfortable. I get working 12 hours a day, maybe once a week or so. Like, I'm perfectly fine working like 50 hours a week. But when you're starting to work like 60 plus hours a week, you can really learn to hate the job. Everybody, you know, a lot of people are like, oh God, the money's got to be great. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't have an opportunity to kind of enjoy it, enjoy the money that you have uh, earned, then what's the point? You don't get to see your 
friends and family. You don't get to go and do things because uh, either it's too late or you're um, just too damn tired to go do anything. So that, that always sucks major balls too. Sucks. Sucks the major cacarito. So, uh, so yeah. There you go. That's the job. Monday through Friday. 2 to 11. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to start looking for a new job now. I'm not going to. I should probably just put feelers out, though. Just look. Never necessarily apply, but just kind of look. Fuck. If the job was early... Like, if it was a 9 to 5, it would be much more tolerable. But because of the nature of the job, nobody who does my job works first shift. There's no need for anybody to work first shift. All, all of the job is second shift job. Because we, we do stuff because other people did their stuff, if that makes any sense. A lot of jobs are like that. I can't do shit until you do your shit. And sometimes that can be frustrating. Because I don't, you know, I'm not someone else's boss. So just do your damn job. Just do your damn job. I'll do my damn job and there we fucking go. All right. So you guys excited for the Super Bowl? I got to talk about it now because uh, there won't be another freebie till afterwards. So uh, I was given, I don't have regular TV at my house, and I was giving it an, an antenna to use. And I plugged it in, and it just, it didn't work. Um, I was explained by a listener, like, how I can uh, set up the TV to get it to work. Like, I know there's, like, the input button, and you scroll down to antenna, and you got that. But then apparently you got to input some other stuff into it. And I'm not going to lie, I um, get a little nervous when you, like, change channels and stuff on it because it fucks everything up. Like, I've had it fuck up, fucked up. So, and when that does, I always kind of relied on Jamie when she lived here to fucking monkey with the TV and she could fix it. And now that Jamie's not here, I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so, I'm almost perfectly content uh, not not being able to get it like i can watch the game on my phone <laughs> i have yahoo sports app if you don't have yahoo sports app i guess i would encourage you to get it because you can watch a lot of sports on it not you can't always watch anything that you want but you can watch most things bigger things so you're just watching it on your phone and you know whether it's football baseball hockey basketball whatever probably even like olympic shit i don't know what their deal is it, it kind of blows i i have a thing on my tv for yahoo sports but you can't watch it on your television i've tried i don't get it i'm technology uh, challenged so i'll probably if i can't if i can't monkey around with the antenna i'll just end up watching it on my phone at home <laughs> and since i don't necessarily have any rooting interest it's not a huge deal I'm not having a huge party. I mean, clearly nobody's going to come over to watch television, watch the big game on my five-inch screen. Hey, I got a huge five-inch screen. You want to come on over? Um. So who are you guys rooting for? The Bengals or the Rams? I'm rooting for 
the Bengals, I think. But I would like to see Matthew Stafford get his. So if the Rams win, fuck, the Rams win. But I think the Bengals are just kind of like the underdogs. But I think they'll win, though. As much as they're the underdogs, I think they're still going to win. So should be a good game. They got all those crazy props. Coin toss. Who scores the first touchdown? Gatorade color, all that bullshit. Are they still dumping Gatorade on professional coaches? Like, I knew they were doing that in college. I think they still do that in college. Do they still do that in the pros? It just seems like it was kind of funny at first, but now, I mean, they've been doing it like 30 fucking years or whatever. It just seems like dumb. If I was a coach, I'd be like, listen, motherfuckers, if any of you goddamn dicks fucking attempt to dump Gatorade on my ass, I'm going to have all the equipment managers put thumbtacks in your jock straps. <laughs> You're going to have pin cushion cock. So I don't know. Give, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about the Super Bowl. Tell me if there are any prop bets that I should get in on. I haven't made bets in forever. Because when I started losing money, I'm like, fuck this shit. Because I was ahead, and then I started falling behind. And I am a person who is, uh, well, time to cut my losses. I'm out. I don't have that uh, gambling addiction of, oh, God, the next one's going to be the big one. I'm not that guy. Because I'm always like, oh, the next one's going to be another opportunity for me to lose 5, 10, 20, 50 bucks. I do not want to do that. But if anybody's got any inside dope, anyone's got the scoop, anyone's got some information, throw it at me. If we can cheat the system, let's cheat the fucking system. Just share the wealth, share the info. I will try to do that with people when I can. You know me, I'm a I'm a sharing kind of guy. It's funny when I'm talking with the two new kids, well, they're not new kids, but the two kids that I work with, one is uh the the one who's actually in charge is a college student. She's still going to college, you know, and graduated, and he wants to go back and get his master's degree. And so clearly these are two people who haven't necessarily lived a ton of life. And they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And uh, I'm grumpy old man, apparently, now. That's that's my role in life. I'm the grumpy old fuck. And they, are ta- they were talking about morality or whatever. And I'm just, I told them, I said, morality is overrated. <laughs> morality gets in the way of fun. And the one goes to a religious school, and she's she was like, ah, you know, morality is how you should live your life. I'm a Christian, and whatever, this, that, or whatever. And I get it. I am not going to disagree with it. But I do like to fuck with people. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty easy to live your life like that when you're, you are not challenged with some of the difficulties that life can present you. Yeah, just just funny. Just fun. It's easy to believe some things when you've never been challenged. When you've never been at the crossroads. 
And you've never had to go, oh shit, I got to do this or that. I have to make sacrifices, you know, just simple things. So whatever. I'm just, the, the two of them bicker a whole lot. They're both very uh, particular about how they want the job to be done. And I don't think there necessarily is a right way or a wrong way. It's just the, this is how they're used to doing it. And I'm, you know, whatever. But I'm just like, okay, this is this. Is it there? Yep. All right. Then we fought. We did it. We did it. So I'm just going to have to get used to their system. And I'm not going to fight them on it, really. There's no point in it, right? Sometimes there's no point in getting into uh, something new and then try to, re like, the girl, she always says, you know, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. And I'm like, you're 100 absolutely correct. So, fuck it. Fuck it. Just go, go along with them. Although, I do ask a lot of questions. A lot of time, the answer to it is just uh, be quiet and accept it. And I have never been that way. I've never um, just accepted things at face value. I always like to know why. And uh, because it, um, it rationalizes things for me if I know why. My grandma, I don't think like that because I used to question her on everything and she fucking didn't care for it. She did not like it. Ugh. I don't think she liked watching me. <laughs> not like she had to. We rarely ever saw my fucking extended family. We saw them at like maybe Christmas time and then maybe in the summer. They all lived very far away. You know, many states away. You know, I grew up in Buffalo. Extended family was like Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia. So it wasn't like, every weekend we're going over to grandma's. It was nothing like that. I, it's always astounding to me when people talk about how they see their grandma or talk to their grandma on a daily basis. I'm like, fuck. That, that, that never. I, family are almost like strangers to me. Like I have very uh, little contact with any of them. So it's always interesting when I hear people talk about their, their regular contact with extended family. Ah, oh, wow, that's, that's a lot different than what I got. So, but there you go. Question everything. <laughs> Question authority. Ah, uh, you guys know me. I love my listicles. And uh, there was an article here off an a website called coolmaterial.com. Never heard of it. Clearly that's not in my wheelhouse because I am not cool. But on coolmaterial.com there was they did made a list of 50 books every man should read once in his life. I'm like, wow, okay. I have not looked at this list yet, everybody, but I am going to go down it and tell you uh how much of it I have read. And I'm sure most of it's going to be Stu hasn't read a fucking book in his life. <laughs> so, uh, all right. And they, they made this list in no particular order, though. So, uh, whatever. Uh, first one was The Odyssey by Homer. Now, I am pretty sure that I read The Odyssey in fucking high school. Wasn't this a high school reading book, The Odyssey? I could not tell you 
anything about this fucking book other than, you know, it was like a Greek book. So, oh yeah, I don't know. The Odyssey by Homer, read it. Lord of the Rings trilogy, read it. Great. I really enjoyed the movies a whole lot. Uh, I would encourage people to go read it. Uh, you know, if you're a fucking fantasy sci-fi person, you probably already have. I mean, it's fucking, uh, it's a legend. All those fucking hobbits and dragons and elves and orcs and shit. It was great. Definitely read it. Uh, Dubliners by James Joyce. No fucking clue. I don't think I've ever even heard of the book. Dubliners. I'm assuming that's how you say the name. Unless it's Dubliners. Is this like a dubstep book? Dubliners. No idea. And I... I mean, you, you know the James Joyce. I know the name James Joyce, but I couldn't fucking tell you what else he wrote. No, no clue. Uh, Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park. This is a weird book. I've read it, but it seems weird that this would be on a list of 50 books that a man should read. I liked it. The, the book or the movie was fine. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. I don't believe I've read the book. I believe I've seen the movie. That's the one with uh, Jack Nicholson, right? He was in the um, insane asylum with Nurse, Nurse Cratchit. And then there was the big Indian guy, the Native American guy, who rips the water cooler off the wall and throws it out the window. I think it's all about questioning the system. But uh, there you go. The Road by Cormac McCarthy. No fucking clue. Apparently it's a father-son relationship book. Fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, George Orwell, Brave New World in 1984. Uh, sorry, 1984 is George Orwell. Brave New World is Aldous Huxley. And again, both of these books, for me at least, were high school readings. I read both of them in high school. Uh, both were pretty easy books to read. Uh, both were pretty much, you know, futuristic, despotic, dystopian type worlds in which we all lived in, overcoming the system. I would go back probably and read Brave New World before 1984, but um, they were both good books from what I remember. Go read them. Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. No fucking clue. No fucking clue. I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. I know it's one of those things you should read it, as evidenced by this list, but no no clue. God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater by Kurt Vonnegut. Um, Vonnegut also wrote Slaughterhouse-Five, which I did not read that either. God damn. No, no clue about this book. A Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole. No clue. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Ignatius Riley's refreshing because he's awful in so many ways. He's unintelligent, cocky, fat, ugly, bullheaded, verbose, repressed, and mean and makes sure everyone knows it. You'll find a thousand ways to hate him and everyone around him by the end. One of our favorite parts is when he gets his hot dog cart because he brings his signature awfulness to one of the best food delivery systems in the world. I don't know, this description's not making me want to read the book. There you go, I don't know. Hard Times by Charles Dickens. 
I mean, we're all familiar with Dickens, but I've never heard of this book. Huh. Well, not Dickens' most well-known work, it is the one that feels like it is the most to teach us in a time when economic hardship and ingrained old-world prejudices keep people from exploring their potential. Yes, now I fucking now I lo the, like reading this one. I feel like I'm stifled. I've been stifled for a long fucking time, and that's the problem. Your uh, people are always like, go for your dreams, but then often your dreams don't allow you to kind of live a life. But then are you living a life that you want to lead? And right now I'm fucking not. I was explaining to somebody that I think I might probably always live in misery. I feel always uh, just kind of miserable. And I'm not sure how to get out of that. Because uh, the things that I would like to do or be involved in do not provide me any kind of sustenance. <laughs> You know, I'd be living out of my car, I think. And I just fucking, as a middle-aged man, I just can't do that fucking life anymore. God damn. You need to be told as a child that the American dream is fucking horseshit. Because you, you fucking start, you, you go to school and you learn shit that you don't care about. So much of stuff that we know is just stuff that's fucking garbage and doesn't do anything for us. And then you, you and then we get a job and we're working the nine to five or the five, two to eleven. <laughs> and uh, you know, our lives are centered around our jobs, and that fucking sucks. How many of us are actually prideful of our job? Are any of you like, yup, I love my job and I'm glad I'm doing my job. I'm I haven't had a job like that, I think, in forever. But if we're young and we're full of energy and we're dumb and uh, we can make some uh, sacrifices in a the capacity, then fuck, do it. Fuck the house. Fuck getting married. Fuck kids. Fuck the picket fence. All of that stuff is shit. I mean, if that's stuff that when you're in your... 50s or 40s or whatever and that shit you want fucking have at it but fuck when you're in your 20s fuck this stuff you got the the one kid that i work with he wants to go back and because he wants to <clears throat> excuse me he wants to become a city manager god that fucking sounds awful to me <laughs> it just sounds bureaucratic and paperwork and this that and like awfulness whatever uh, next one, The Complete Calvin and Hobbes by Bill, Wa Bill Watterson. Fuck, I love Calvin and Hobbes. I wish that fuck was still making him, but I get why he didn't. Fuck, he probably, he probably hasn't had to work a day in his life since he quit fucking making them like 20 years ago or whatever. But you can pick up the, you know, it's the cartoon, the, the newspaper cartoon, if you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm, I'm not sure how you couldn't because you always see fucking Calvin pissing on Ford insignias on dumb pickup trucks. <laughs> Why isn't it ever Hobbes pissing on shit? But yeah, I don't own all of those books, but I'm sure I've read close to all of his comic strips. It's great. The Plot Against America by Philip Roth. Now, I haven't read this book, but I do like me some Philip Roth. He's, he's a very good writer. I enjoy what I wrote of his. God, what the fuck was it? The Fear of Flying was Erica Young. 
What the other fuck? God damn it. I read one of his books. I took a college class called, uh, God, what was it? Sex, violence, and something. It was all literature, all reading great novels. And of course, I cannot remember it. <laughs> but I'll have to read it. I do like Philip Roth. I'll have to check it out. Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have read that. It is a good book. The movie was just meh, nah, but I did enjoy the book. Preacher by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. I think this is, uh, isn't this more of a, a graphic novel? Than an actual book, but there are Irish vampires, angels, and demons, miracles, weird undead sex cults, Louisiana swamp people, and one hell of a twisted saint. Sounds good. Maybe I'll check it out. Catch 22 by Joseph Heller. I haven't read it. I did watch the movie, and fuck me, the movie was atrocious. And it was it probably won an Academy Award of some kind, but fuck that. Uh, war, war as hell is the old adage we all know, but Catch-22 looks to modify that a bit. Instead, war becomes the supreme goddamn weird. The book follows a bomber squadron in the Second World War whose collective sanity is slowly being eroded by whatever passes for power. Yep. It was a weird movie. I imagine the book is better, but I don't know. All Quiet on the Western Front by Eric Marie Ramach. No idea. Post-World War One Europe. Mouse. This is the one that it's been getting a lot of uh, publicity lately because it keeps getting banned. It's on one of these burn the book lists. Mouse is a hard book to forget once you've read it. It's something of a saga tracing Spielberg's or Spiegelman's father's journey through both the invasion of Poland and the Holocaust. Spiegelman uses various animals to represent different groups, the Nazis as cats and the Jews as mice, making it a suspenseful game of literal cat and mouse. Sounds great. I'll have to find it. If they want to burn these books, it usually makes me go, oh, fuck, I should probably read that. Candide by Voltaire. 18th century French satire. I haven't read it. No clue. Two Pints by Roddy Doyle. Two Pints is the book version. Uh, Roddy Doyle's imagined transcriptions of the conversions of two Irishmen down at their local and takes you through most of their major developments of 2011 to 12. Huh, all right. Two dudes shooting the shit over a pint of beer. The Virginian by Owen Wister. Uh, it sounds like a fucking Western. It was the first of its kind and everything you expect from a Western. Uh, shootouts to love to matching wits with the villain. All right. Guards, Guards by Terry Pratchett. No idea. The Discworld series of novels is hard to start and more than one person's best intimidated right out of exploring. Guards, Guards is the first in the Night Watch series. So I don't, it's a series of shit? Fuck, I don't know. Do I want to start a series? Probably not. Lamb, the Gospel, according to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. <laughs> Sounds like it's a lot of fun. Uh, that thing you do with your mouth. 
by Samantha Matthews and David Shields. It's difficult to be as open about yourself as Matthews is in this book, but we should all be thankful she was. It serves as an extended monologue. So basically Matthews talking, which is where the title comes from, about her sexual past, a past that wasn't the fairy tale most people hoped for. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. No Matter the Wreckage by Sarah Kay. It's a collection of poetry. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson. There's something about Hunter S. Thompson that all of the people who really seem to like him are people that I'm like, fucking get over yourself. God damn it. Uh, My Struggle, the series by Carl Ove Kalsgaard. To the uninitiated, Carl's six-book series can seem like a joke. We mean, okay, here's a guy who's led, for the most part, a pretty normal life. There are troubles, yes, but none that you would make to take pause and feel incredibly sorry for him. Oh, whatever. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, another high school reading book. It was good. I liked it. The Catcher in the Rye, same thing. Really good. Although people have been, like, hammering Catcher in the Rye lately. Saying that it's just pap. But I don't know. I enjoyed it. The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Everybody seems to love Hemingway. I have not read it. The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. Tim O'Brien's collection of short stories focuses on the men involved in Vietnam rather than the political division of the American home front. All right, that could be interesting. John Stewart, Naked Pictures of Famous People. Everybody loves Johnny. Here's Johnny. My Documents by Alejandro Zambra. Zambra's work makes a compelling argument for seeking out translated work. My Documents is a book of short stories written originally in Spanish and translated flawlessly by McDowell and allows American readers to explore the similarities and differences, both more subtle than you'd think, between life in the U.S. and Chile. To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, great book. The Tane, translated by Saran Carson. Seamus Haney, a name you'll recognize from your favorite version of Beowulf. Love this translation of the Tane, the ancient Irish epic. So that alone should be enough for you to pick up a copy. If you need more, the text starts with an Irish king and queen bragging about their kingdoms post-coitus. And when they find out one has a better bull than the other, they start a land war, which is repelled by a single 17-year-old in his chariot terror. Weird. The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wow. No idea. The Corrections by Jonathan Franzen. No idea. Franzen paints the picture of a family that, while not exactly the same as yours, feels recognizable enough. Okay. Walden by Thoreau. That's another book everybody's heard of, people talk about, never read it. Fair enough. Good Man is Hard to Find, Flannery O'Connor. Flannery O'Connor might have the finest throne in the pantheon of great short story writers and the work that best explains why a good man is hard to find. Do we, are we all tired of exploring why men are dicks and why men can't be good? I don't, fuck, I, I, whatever. We're all dicks. Be better, I guess. The Amazing Ventures of Cavalier and Clay. 
is a sprawling historical novel packed with heavy topics, the plight of being Jewish in certain parts of pre-World War II Europe, the struggles of being gay in America at the same time, big business swindling. What makes it so brilliant, so enjoyable to read, however, is the air of levity Michael Chabon applies. Okay, no idea. Probably won't read it. East of Eden by Steinbeck. Another book. Never read it. White Teeth. Jesus. No idea. Crime and Punishment by, uh, what is it, Fyodor Dyofsky. Huge book, I believe. I don't think it's... Is it Crime and Punishment? Is the one that's like 800 pages? I'm not reading it. Between the World and Me by Ta Nahisi Coates. No clue. Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. That's another book that I've heard about recently. Here are a list of things you may find less difficult than reading Infinite Jest. Solving a Rubik's Cube. Beating Cho Joey Chestnut in an eating contest. The New York Times Saturday Crossword Puzzle Teleportation. Infinite Jest can be challenging at times, laborious and often confounding. But there is beauty in all of it. Ugh, I don't want to deal with it. Pastoralia. I just said that wrong by George Saunders. A collection of short stories. Dune by Frank Herbert. I've tried watching the movie. It's awful. I'm not going to read the book if the movie's awful. 2666 by Roberto Bolano. It's the final not. Robert Bolano's final novel is not for the impatient. Well, it's over 900 pages. I'm out. I'm out. A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. Okay, I like it. Any any book that's got the word goon in it is probably good. A truly unique work, though you probably could have guessed that upon hearing her two sources for inspiration for it. Marcel Proust, Morel, Jesus. Marcel Proust in Search of Lost Time in the HBO series The Sopranos were the inspirations, Jesus. All right, maybe I'm out. Maybe I'm out again. When I think goon, I often think hockey. I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. Isn't that the fucking Will Smith book? Yeah, there you go. You almost definitely recognize the title from the 2007 Will Smith movie based loosely on the book. I might read that then, because I did enjoy the movie. That was a great movie. And uh, that's it. I read maybe 10 of those books. Some of those I would go and read. A majority of those are like, fuck that. Any book that's like 900 pages, I'm like, I'm out. Even if it's a book that I totally enjoy, I'm like, it's too much. It's too much. It's nice to have a beginning. It's nice to have a middle. It's nice to have an ending. I don't like things to be dragged out fucking forever when I'm reading a book. Does that make me stupid? Yes. But I acknowledge what I am. And what I am is stupid. <laughs> uh, Alright, speaking of stupid, it's probably going to be my last uh, story. There's a guy in Ohio. Ohio! Do I have any listeners from Ohio? I know living in Michigan, I'm supposed to hate Ohio. And I've said it before, it's dumb. Michigan and Ohio, we're the same fucking people, truly. We just root for a team that wears fucking blue and maize, and they root for a team that's a, what is it, scarlet and silver? Who gives a shit? We're essentially the same blue-collar schlubs. 
you know, we're fighting over the same piece of pie. Who gives a shit? But down, and I, I like Ohio. Every, every city I've been in Ohio, I've always enjoyed. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, uh, even Toledo. Even Toledo. But there's a guy down in Hudson, Ohio, and the mayor. They're having a city council meeting on Tuesday. And then the mayor said something dumb. You know, mayors, I don't think you need to be smart to be a mayor, particularly of a small town. And I even say you probably don't even need to be a mayor of a big city and be smart. You just need to be smart enough to know when to shut up and not say things. Like you can think dumb thoughts and then you realize, oh, that's a dumb thought. I should keep that in my head. But this guy had something dumb. Apparently they, they must have lakes around there. And they were talking about ice shanties. You know, these are fucking little cabins that people put on a frozen lake so they can go ice fishing. They're just not exposed to the weather. And the fire chief was uh, discussing whether or not they should be allowed. And the mayor's name is Craig Schubert. And before the fire chief made a final decision, the mayor... Uh, Craig Schubert had something to say. He goes, does someone come back next year and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Prostitution. Now you've got the police chief and the police involved. Now I think that's when everybody kind of like was like, what? What the fuck did you just say? Because uh, the Council President Chris Foster just kind of was like, looked at the mayor and was like, what the fuck did you just say? And then he looks at the audience and he's like, okay. Council Member Chris Banweg then triggered laughter from his colleagues when he stated, so I'm not in favor of shanties. Schubert did not immediately reply to email and text messages seeking additional comment. Schuber made national news last year when he called for school board members to resign over an optional book in the college-level class at Hudson High that he called child pornography. So clearly this guy's got some weird issues with sex. Um, I wonder what the book was. Does Will it say here? Summit County Prosecutor Sherry Bevan Walsh's office reviewed the allegations and subsequently released a blistering rebuke into the mayor's false claim and the scores of threats against school board members that followed. Huh. The video has been shared on social media, including by Hudson resident Amanda Weinstein, wife of state rep Casey Weinstein, who tweeted a video clip of the mayor's comments about ice fishing and prostitution, which drew 800-plus comments. So this is just, he's an old white man, and uh, he's just dumb as fuck. Now, um... I'm not. I'm not a nice fisherman. I've. I do. I don't fish. Period. I have zero interest in getting out on ice and sitting there waiting to catch fish. I'm not about it. But I can't imagine. Hey, I'm gonna get an ice shanty and then I'm gonna invite some prostitutes and we're gonna fuck on ice. <laughs> Disney presents fuck on ice. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie, go at it in the ice shanty. Fuck on ice. I think you'd have to be really desperate. 
uh, I think even the prostitute would have to be really desperate. Listen, lady, I'm going to pay you 50 bucks to suck my cock, but I can only get off if we're doing it in an ice shanty. <laughs> if you're sitting on an upside down bucket in front of a hole in the ice. <laughs> it's too goddamn cold to have sex in the ice shanty. What is this mayor thinking? This mayor isn't thinking anything. I wish they had said what the book was that he got mad about. I think you're you're mostly concerned about the shanties falling in the water or if uh, they do catch on fire. Because I do think that maybe they have like heaters of some kind or maybe they fucking make a fire. I guess they can't have a heater. There's no electricity unless it runs on a battery or something. But a fire. And I always thought that was weird too. Like how, how are you having a fire on the ice? It's going to melt the ice. I don't get any of it. So this mayor is dumb. He says weird things. Clearly he's got sexual hangups. Clearly he's um, invested in the wrong things. Now I need, I want to look and see where Hudson, Ohio is, everybody. I apologize. I did not realize that I would be going in this direction. Hudson on the river. Hudson, Ohio. It's a city in Ohio. Yes, I knew that. It's a population of 22,000. Suburban community in the Akron metropolitan area. So, yep. I have been close to that. Cuyahoga Falls. That's kind of near where Canton is, where the uh, NFL Hall of Fame is. I performed at the Cuyahoga Falls. They got a comedy club there. Performed at a bunch of times. Pete was the owner. Pete's crazy man. He's from the Middle East somewhere. He's been in the States forever, but uh, sometimes it can be very difficult understanding what he's saying because he's got a pretty thick accent. Pretty thick Middle Eastern accent. But anyway, uh, apparently don't go to Hudson, Ohio. The mayor is a lunatic. So, uh, all right, everybody, that's it for the day. I got to get my shit together before I go into work. What do you second shift people do? How do you adjust? Because I just, when I get home from work, like I said, it's like, you know, 1130 midnight and I'm just tired as fuck and I go to bed pretty much. I come home and that's it. So, uh, all right, everybody, that's it. I am done. If you guys can do me a solid on a couple things, like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, if you haven't already. Um, if you guys like this podcast, maybe you like the Patreon podcast. It's the same thing. It's the same shit, just more of the shit. I just do podcast every other day. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays, and I do a Patreon pretty much every other day of the week. Sometimes I miss. I try not to, but sometimes life gets in the way, and I do. But it's just five bucks a month, one less ice mocha mocha in your life, and that'll be great if you could do that. If you guys are interested in sports shit... I got a little Macari store. I sell, you know, jerseys and uh, autographed uh, football helmets and T-shirts and hats and bobbleheads. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the stuff is sports oriented. So if you're interested in any of that shit, I got a link to the Macari on my Instagram page. <clears throat> excuse me, at, and Twitter page at Stu McAllister, S-T-U-M-C-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-E. Stu McAllister. Simple as that. 
That'd be great if you go like some of that shit. If you see anything you like, uh, you can just message me directly if you don't want to pay off the Macari site and we can work the shit out, whatever. Uh, and then if you can do me a solid, do these four things for me. Four things! We got Magic JDM. That's my buddy John Midgley. He's got a Facebook page for his magic stuff. He is a magician. He is the uh, vice president grand poobah of the uh, Magician's Water Buffalo organization that does charitable shit. I think that's the name. I could be wrong. I, I might be off. But he is a magician, social worker, philanthropist. Does a lot of stuff. So if you go to his Facebook page, Magic JBM, John Badass Midgley, you'll see all his magic stuff, you'll see his art stuff, you'll see all this cool stuff. So go check it out. Go hit the like button if you could. That'd be great. Then the Sunday Slaw, that is a Facebook page that shows Adam and Stephanie House eating coleslaw. You like coleslaw, I like coleslaw, they love coleslaw. So they do Facebook Lives of themselves eating coleslaw, they give you the thumbs up, they give you the thumbs down. And there you go. And Adam sells houses too. So if you're interested in selling a house, buying a house, he lives on the east side of Michigan. So he definitely can help you out if you're over that way. But he can probably give you some advice if you need any. So uh, go check out the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Then we got Matt Harper Art. That's my buddy Matt Harper. Matt Harper is a comedian, but he also uh, is a really good artist. So he's got a uh, Facebook, or not a Facebook, an Instagram page and a TikTok for his art. It's Matt Harper Art. Matt with two T's, Matt Harper Art. And you can see all the cool things that he's been drawing and you can buy things from him, buddy. And uh, if you want to commission him to draw some stuff, get a hold of him there. He'll draw it for you too for a nominal fee. You guys can work that out. Matt Harper Art, Instagram and TikTok. And then Matt also, when he's not doing comedy, when he's not doing art, he's doing a podcast. Another episode podcast with uh, Mandy Elaine every Wednesday. They drop new episodes. They talk about movies that shaped their childhood. <clears throat> so these are older movies, 20 years old or older. And uh, every Wednesday they drop a new one. So yesterday they dropped the one about Six Sense. The Bruce Willis classic. So uh, go give them a listen on your favorite podcast platform. And you can follow another episode on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So that's it, everybody. I'm going to go get my shit together. Uh, I got to go to work at Doso. Well, I got to be there at Doso Clock. And uh, that's it. I will be back tomorrow for the for, uh, Patreon. I'll be back on Monday for the freebie. So uh, have a good weekend. Or I'll hear uh, you'll hear from me again tomorrow. So we'll see you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Keep okay, up.